Good afternoon. Welcome into the BetUS NBA show. Kate, Chris, and Alex here. Just a few shows left for us on the entire season, gentlemen. I mean, Alex, this is your last show uh, of the year. It's been it's been a fun year. Uh, how does it feel to be almost done? I awful. I hate this. I absolutely hate the month of <laughs> June and July because there's no basketball. There's no football. I mean, there's tennis. God bless us. There's tennis. Thank God. Right after you watching baseball or something. I've been trying to get into WNBA a little bit. I just haven't enough time to crack that nut yet. But, yeah, it's always depressing when basketball's over. But it's been a fun year. We went, made the people some money, and maybe the Celtics won't, you know, completely melt down again. Yeah, that was a rough game four for you, Alex, with the Warriors team total. You had the under. Yikes. Steph Curry missed a free throw. What, what were your emotions going on? I mean, that, that bet just barely lost. It's, you know, so you tend to remember your all-time worst loss. And before Friday night, it was a Portland team total over. I had a Portland team total over of about 117 with a minute and 45 seconds left. Dame Lillard goes to the line, shanks two free throws. They run up and down the floor for about another 90 seconds. And just before, I, I think, before the buzzer goes off, a half-court three goes in for the Trailblazers. They come back from commercial. Those points, of course, were taken off the board, and I lost my team total over. But to have under 105 and a half, to have Steph Curry going to the line, and to be honest, I was sitting on the couch going, what are the chances he misses one and then I lose it anyway? That's that's Max Payne, right? And that's probably, a, and sure enough, he gets up there, clanks the first one, makes the second one. Boston gets the ball in, misses their next shot, and for whatever reason, decides to foul down and I don't know, effectively a million points with 30 seconds left. So there you go. A new all-time bad loss for me. Yeah, that was a rough one. You and I both won the under, the full game under, though, 213.5. Chris, you had a pretty bad beat in the first quarter. You had the under 54.5. Robert Williams hits a three as uh, time expires in the first quarter, and you lost that one. Yeah, 12 12 points in the final minute, uh, which means what? There had to be... uh... Quick math here, Chris. Uh, Forty-three points leading up to that last minute, so uh, you know it doesn't seem like it was it was it was on pace uh, to go over. But that's what happens sometimes, you know. I, I think we're on the right side there, but what are you going to do? Um, this first quarter of bets, I'm not scared away from just yet, but I actually don't have one today. I guess maybe I am a little scared of them now. Uh, but but that that was a terrible beat. But you know, you win some, you lose some on terrible beats. It tends to be the beats that we hate the beats that are the ones that we lose that we tend to remember there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good beats that happen too right but uh this series man uh at least it's lasting into this week right it wasn't a sweep you know we're getting an extended series it's at least going to go six games maybe go seven so it is definitely sad that this is the final week of the bet us nba show but i dare say we did a great job as a group i mean we we'll show the record here soon but a lot of winners this year a lot of winners yes and it's been fun Steph Curry was a winner in Game 4, put up uh, 43 points, quite the performance. Warriors took Game 4. The series is now tied, heading back to San Francisco. Alex, what did you think of Steph Curry's performance? I think we're looking at the best chance in a long time for somebody to win Finals MVP and lose the Finals. Now, we'll talk about the game a little bit. I mean, Golden State is very live, but at this point, even if Boston does win a long 6-7 game series, Steph has been so good, he might win the MVP anyway. I mean, it's tremendously impressive what he did. We talked a lot about it on the Friday show. We were concerned about his ankle. I guess that was fine. Whatever we thought was wrong is absolutely not wrong. They got the inflammation down. He looks great. And it wasn't just how good he was. It was his ability to be great in big moments. We've seen him have big first halves, have 
you know, these big spurts. But lately, well, not lately, but overall in the fourth quarter, he's not necessarily the guy that closes for Golden State. Um, a lot of times they'd use Durant for that or Clay, and he's sort of out there taking up, you know, defenders and things like that. But what I've seen over the last couple of games, it's really something that is fantastic for Steph, and it's nice to see him kind of take that step forward and finally figure out how, how to, you know, sort of bottle things up so he can save them for later. Chris, did you think that might have been one of Steph's best playoff performances of all time? Yeah, I mean, as as far as I can remember anyway, I'm sure that he had some great ones, you know, in those some of those other finals. But uh, the way that he put his the whole team on his back, really, right? I mean, no one else really stood out to have a fantastic performance. I mean, Andrew Wiggins had a really good game. Some of the other guys had a good game. You know, Clay, Clay Thompson contributed. But Steph Curry, uh, again, the guy is 6'2". Uh, this is the number one defense in the NBA. They're long, they're athletic, and he finds ways to get open. He never stops moving on the court. I mean, if you watch Steph Curry on offense, that man does not stop. Uh, he's just always looking for space, always looking for a pick. Um, you know, and he'll gladly make that extra pass too, but often it's his teammates that give up a shot to give it right back to him, right? And he takes advantage. So um, Steph Curry is shooting 49% from beyond the arc in the NBA Finals which is better, it's a better field goal percentage than Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and uh, Jalen Brown are shooting from the floor. So, and that just goes to show you how good Steph Curry's doing, and I totally agree with Alex. I mean, it's, sometimes, it's, right, it's, we've talked about, you know, top 10 players in the league before, right, like, what really is a superstar? Aside from the stats, uh, it's, it's making those plays and making those shots in the biggest moments right and he nailed that three towards the end of the game that basically sealed it uh so steph curry doing it all for his team and it, again in, in sports betting it's really hard to quantify what a true superstar does because the celtics on paper are probably the better team but they do not have the best player on the floor no they do not uh jason tatum and jalen brown both played well throughout this series but nothing similar to what we saw from uh steph in that game four all right, let's turn our attention to Game 5 happening tonight. Uh, take a look at our overall record in our last week of the show, of the season. Chris, I think it's safe to say you are our winner. Alex, uh, Josh, and I all kind of sitting within a couple points of each other. But, um, well, a couple, more, a couple more games left to add to the W column. All right, Boston and Golden State tonight in San Francisco. The Warriors are a four-point favorite at home. Total here is 210 and a half. I believe this is the lowest total we've seen throughout this entire series. Chris, you said you weren't going with the first quarter play tonight. So what are you going with? Yeah, not the first quarter, but I'm going to go with a first half bet here. Now, I still think the total on the game could fall under that mark. Uh, you know, was that around 212? Now it's going down a little bit. Uh, Again, in a lot of these games, especially in the second half, the action is going to slow down a little bit. We've seen that extremely in the fourth quarter, especially. Uh, but I think this game has a good chance to, to start off with a lot of points and a lot of pace. And that's because when the Celtics attack offensively, when they're the aggressors from the beginning, there tends to be more points. They tend to win the game. And what other response are they supposed to have after Steph Curry did that? To them in Boston at the TD Garden Center, they have to come out with extra, extra, extra motivation and aggression. Uh, so I think that we're going to see the best version of the Celtics early. We're going to see a lot of offense attacking the paint. Yeah, again, that stat about Jason Tatum, right, and Jalen Brown and how their field goal percentage isn't even as good as Steph's three-point percentage. Everyone's talking about Steph. That has to be a little, you know, that has to irk Jason Tatum a little bit. I mean, they all love Steph too. Steph is hard not to love. 
you know, he's a very lovable character. He's a he's a he's a superstar player. But Jason Tatum wants to be seen as if he's on the same level, right? So I, I expect better things from Jason Tatum in this one. He really didn't have a good game in Game Four. I think it was nine of nineteen from the field. Um, the players like Derek Smith too. They should have better games. You know, he he by far had his worst game in Game Four. Um, and, and, you know, when the Celtics win, there tends to, tends to be higher scoring, and there's this little phenomenon that takes place in these games, especially when the Celtics are the aggressors. The Warriors love to just turn around and go right back down the court for a quick response, right? We see that all the time. That's not necessarily the case the other way around. If, if the Warriors are attacking, but Boston's just trying to settle into their schemes, they don't necessarily attack in the same way. So I think uh, the Celtics kind of giving a, a boost to the pay, pace in this game should create more points overall. So I'm going to go with the first half over. A little scared of that second half, a little scared of the full game over. But I think the first half is around 102.5, 103. That's still pretty low for me. I think these teams can eclipse it. And we saw in those two previous games when the Celtics won, which I do think that the, I would side with them in this game at plus four. It's a little too many points, especially now that the series is tied. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the Celtics do well, right, there's a lot of points, and there's a lot of points early in the game. So I'm going to go with the first half over, and we'll – We'll see what happens after that. Well, I I like that move. I'm not going to be scared to play the first quarter tonight just because you are. I'm going to play the first quarter over. It was at 50 and a half. That's where I grabbed it up to 52 right now. I think that's pretty low. The lowest scoring quarter uh, that we've seen for our first quarter, that is throughout this entire series is been 55. I mean, we've been up to the sixties. What was it? 60 and 61 in golden state in games one and two uh, in the first quarter. So I, I like the over 52. Uh, I agree with you. The pace in the first half has been around a hundred averaging 110 points in that first half drops all the way to 90 in the second half. And uh, first quarter plays have been fairly successful, not only for you, Chris, but I've had a couple of them uh, this series, too. So I'm going to stick with the first quarter and play the over there. Alex, no pick for you tonight. What is going on? Uh, All the numbers have have kind of, I know, I'm a coward. I should probably have something tonight. To be honest, I will end up with some live unders. I I think you guys are right. The the beginning of these games, especially in Golden State, we've seen a quicker pace, a lot more points. But when we get into the second half of these games, they really grind down. The pace drops a lot. Second half unders have been very good. I think they're 3-1 and or something in the series so far. And, uh, you know, as I've said a couple times, I have this total for all these games. And, again, as a modeler, you basically take in all your data. It doesn't change too much game to game at the beginning of the series i thought the total should be 209 at this point i think it should be 208 and a half so uh, we've seen the total drop down and it makes sense to me the shooting has been particularly good in certain spots in these games and there's been a little bit of funky end game stuff and that's what you see that's what you see in a seven game series it's a lot of games but there's still a bunch of variants here i'm terrified as a celtic supporter um i've been pretty vocal and said over and over again i think boston's the better team and they win the series but Golly, was that just an awful fourth quarter to watch everybody playing hot potato but Alan Marcus. I mean, Tatum was not taking over the game like he should be. I mean, that's when it's time. That's when it's time to shoot those mid-range jumpers. That's when it's time to go into ISO ball, tell everybody to clear out and take a breath so they can you know, be better on the defensive end. But instead, the ball's moving around and not just moving around because we're looking for good shots because nobody wanted it. Um, and with all due respect, Marcus Smart is not the guy you want with the most confidence there at the end of the game. And Horford, again, was probably number two in that category. And it's just 
that's not what you want to be on a roster with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So we'll see what the Celtics can do tonight. I just I really wonder how that team's feeling after kind of sitting in that um, stew, if you will, for the last couple of days and having to come out and you know not only shake that off but have to do it in Golden State. So I still see value on the unders. I still see value on Boston, but I just can't get myself there. Boston has been fantastic after a lost 7-0 straight up and against the spread. Chris, does that carry any weight for you? I know we talk about trends all the time and we don't really listen to them and whatnot, but, I mean, that's a pretty good record there to be 7-0 coming off of a loss. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, I think it carries a lot of weight. And, they again, they seem to be more comfortable on the road. They seem to be more comfortable as underdogs. Uh, they seem to be more comfortable responding to things as opposed to just, you know, being the champion, right, or being the one who's, like, normalized to being in these situations. They're not yet, right? And that and that is the difference. You know, we saw that stat at the start of the finals, how the uh, experienced players on the Warriors had, like, 20 finals appearances and the you know, Celtics had zero, right? So, yeah, they have playoff experience. They have big game experience. A little different than NBA finals experience when you're going to have at least one player, and that one player has certainly been Steph Curry, who is just going to not let his team fall behind, right? He's going to put in full effort and grit. And the Celtics are having trouble responding in those moments. Um, but that being said, in the game, where they're, when the backs have been against the wall, they, they have responded and responded really well. And, you know, credit to Ime Udoka and the way that he coaches his players. And to Alex's point, too, a really great point, I think, because, you know, Ime is all about spreading that ball around, you know, team basketball, but... In those situations, it, it it can't be that, right? You have to step up if you're Jalen Brown, if you're Jason Tatum. That is your role. You are seen as a superstar now in the NBA. You're getting the big, you know, uh, contracts. Uh, you're getting, the, you know, you know, signed by uh, new companies who are taking on new athletes. Show up, you know. You get, you have to do that in those spots. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see tonight. I mean. We keep on saying this in this series as it goes up and down, up and down, but now it's it's game five. So now it's a best of three. Um, so now it gets even more important if the Celtics can win tonight, big if, but then obviously it goes back to TD Garden and they're right back in the driver's seat. Let's see if they can handle If they win tonight, that's going to be a lot of pressure on them again to handle that final situation. And they might have to win tonight without Robert Williams. He's questionable. It's supposed to be a game-time decision. Emiadoka said he's going to wait and warm up and see how he feels. But if he can't go tonight, I think that's a massive blow to the Celtics. We saw after he went out in Game 4, late in the fourth quarter, Warriors scored a bunch. They kind of got whatever they wanted. So, Alex, is, is Robert Williams and whether or not he plays tonight almost one of the keys to which team has success in tonight's game? I actually wonder if him being off the floor helps. Um, he's definitely not 100%. And the big adjustment we saw the Warriors make in the second half of that game, Kerr basically decided he's only going to play one of Looney or Draymond. And, and that creates a much smaller lineup, which means you can really only play one of Robert Williams and one of Horford. And if he's not 100%, I don't want him out there trying to do those switches and, and all those particular things. So on some level, I think it's always better to have all your players be as healthy as they can be. And I guess you're right. They'd be better with a healthy Robert Williams. I just don't think that's what we're talking about. Chris, what are your thoughts on Robert Williams and whether or not he uh, is able to go tonight? Well, the one area where the Celtics really need to clean up is they cannot allow Golden State to get offensive rebounds the way that they have. And maybe Robert Williams has been a liability in that way, right? Because he's not his his athleticism isn't fully there. It's not you know he he's still been a good player throughout the series and especially in some games, but. You know, maybe in that last game, you get some of these other guys out there who you know, don't have anything holding them back. 
maybe that's a better thing for the Celtics uh, because the the offensive rebounding. If you if you compare the Golden State Warriors in, in Game Four to the rest of the, of the league in offensive rebounding per game, their average was in the 90th percentile. I mean, they were, they did a fantastic job in that game. Uh, so you know that has to stop. I mean, the Golden State Warriors. They're too good offensively to give them second chances. So I, I, I imagine that Ime Udoka is going to do the best thing for his team, and I agree with Alex. If he's less than 100%, even even you know 90% probably isn't good enough against this Warriors team and just how tenacious they can be on the boards. Alex, you mentioned Kwon Looney and, and the way Steve Kerr has been playing him. So we're just going to lead right into our questions today because we have one on uh, Looney props. Rebounds over 7.5 Rebounds for Kevon Looney tonight. What do you think about that? Love it. Let's, let's plan on giving him that already. He's been playing more minutes. He's gone over this number a bunch. He's getting a bunch of opportunities for rebounds. And again, when he's playing, Draymond's not on the floor. So he's the guy. I mean, not that the rest of the Warriors, and they do as a team generally rebound very well, but the guards are happy to kind of turn and start moving down the floor because they know Looney's going to scoop it up and turn and get him the ball. So I think that's a great look. That's one of my favorite props tonight. All right. Good to know. Chris? You have a couple props you've come prepared with today. Give them to us. I've made sure that I have, yes. Um, well, I'll, I'll say first that Draymond Green's props are lower than ever. You know, and, and I know it's tough to pick Draymond Green at this point. You know, a lot of ridicule. But you can take his over 13 and a half points and assists. So you're saying if he just gets two or three baskets, obviously Draymond Green He's usually usually really good in the assist category. Now, we haven't seen that as much from him in the NBA Finals. He really hasn't been the commander of the offense. been a lot of Steph Curry. Uh, but I kind of like that for Draymond in this game, right? Because if, if Steph Curry, I mean, he should have had a huge target on him this entire series. But if he's going to have, a, you know, he might arguably have the biggest target on him in this game, the Celtics to limit Steph. That means there's probably going to be more ball movement, more opportunities for Draymond Green to get some assists. So, 13 and a half points and assists, not not bad value there. Also, like Derek White, over 12 and a half points, had a really bad game in game four, and we just haven't seen that from Derek White. You know, he just had a baby. Things are going well for him. He's playing with a lot of confidence, uh, so I expect him to respond. And, hey, Jason Tatum, we talked about this at the start of the show, 27 and a half is his point prop. Jason Tatum, this is the response game. The superstar, one of the biggest superstars in the NBA, just put forth a legendary performance against you at your home stadium in Boston. Jason Tatum, this is the time to answer the call on the road. I think Jason Tatum, at least, not necessarily doesn't mean that Boston's going to win, but I think he he puts in one of his best efforts that we've seen in this series, too. I could see that. I could also see Jalen Brown. I kind of like his over points, rebounds, assists. At 33 and a half, he's averaging 22 points, seven rebounds, four assists. And he's one of the, I mean, obviously one of the best two players on the Celtics team. And if they want a chance to win tonight, I think he needs to have a big game and step up. And he has done that at various points throughout the playoffs and even throughout the series. So I could see a big game from him tonight. Andrew Wiggins had a big game for 17 points, 16 rebounds. And we have a question here on his over uh, made three pointers, over one and a half. It's a pretty fair number. Yeah. I, I lean towards the over just given the minutes and, and given the attention that some of the other shooters on Golden State gets. I mean, you go through those last couple of games, he's shooting, he's averaging about five and a half attempts. It, you know, I think that number stays right where it is. So it's going to be one or two, and I think you'll be sweating that. It's He's not someone that makes a bunch. I, I don't think you're going to comfortably win this like with two or three in the first half or something like that. But over one and a half threes, I think is definitely better than the under. 
Yeah, I'm just looking here. In uh, yeah, he hasn't had more than two threes in any of these games, but he's had two in three out of the four. So, yeah, pretty good uh, there. Uh, Chris, anything else? You mentioned you had a couple. So Tatum, Draymond, Derek White. Derek White. Um, okay, so you, you do I, have a couple. <laughs> but also, I mean, I would say I would stay away from uh, Jordan Poole props. You know, I, I, you know, one thing. I mean, I, you know, he's the future of the Warriors, right? I mean, he's one of probably going to be one of their key players moving forward. Uh, but the Warriors are showing a tendency, obviously, to lean on their veterans in these big game moments. And and to Andrew Wiggins' credit, he has shown the poise as if he, you know he as if he's been here before. I mean, he's been he's been great. Uh, Jordan Poole, not so much. You know, I don't I don't know if he's ready for this big moment just yet. So maybe look for some unders in Jordan Poole. Okay, good to know. Uh, if we're taking a side, we're all leaning Boston tonight plus the points. Rather have the points in your pocket, right? Give me the money line. I, I was looking at this stat, and I can't remember how many years it's been, but it's like once in the last seven or eight years that an underdog um, has lost but covered the spread. So uh, these lines, and it's a lot, honestly, like the NFL playoffs. If you got the favorite, take the spread. If you want the dog, just take the money line. So um, if I have to pick anything, give me a Celtics money line. Okay. Chris, do you like that as well? <clears throat> yeah, well, this makes no sense what I'm about to say, but I, th- I think it's either going to be a close game that the Warriors win and, and, you know, take the Celtics soul, uh, or it's going to be, uh, you know, the, Celt- the Celtics winning straight up. Um, wait a minute. Actually, that's not what I meant at all. I'm sorry. I, you know, sometimes you just you just start talking on these shows and you don't even know where you're going. Uh, what I meant to say is I think Golden State is either going to blow out the Celtics or it's going to be a close game and the Celtics are going to win. So I agree with Alex. You take the money line there. In that case, that's where the value is. The Celtics have showed that they can do this uh in the past, you know, but then game six gets even harder, right? Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's in Boston again. The Warriors could respond again. I, I would not be surprised if this went seven games in, in short. And uh, Boston didn't have a great shooting performance, 40% from the field in game four, and they're 4-0 straight up and against the spread coming off of a game where they uh, lost and shot worse than 40%. So all the numbers, all the trends, everything is pointing in Boston's favor tonight. Uh, so I like it. Yeah, I, I would I would. Probably take the Celtics money line as well. Why not? All right. Well, what we are taking tonight, our best bets. Nothing for Alex. So disappointed in you tonight, Alex. Uh, But Chris and I both playing overs. I'm going to take the first quarter over 52. And Chris is playing first half over 102 and a half. Well, either way, whatever happens tonight, whatever outcome uh, comes about, we still have a show on Thursday because we have to have a game six and potentially a uh, game seven on Sunday, so we'd preview that on Friday. So, still a couple shows left for us here on the BetUS NBA show. But, Alex, we will miss you going on the rest of the way. The, Come on. The resident, the resident modeler. Yeah. Give him a round. He'll be fine. You got Josh. <laughs> still, the model's down south. Work. That Australian internet's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we have, I don't think we've had Josh on the show just w- where the days fall since Boston made the finals. And I mean, Boston is Josh's team. Is he avoiding us? Does he just not want to talk about it? You make a good point. I haven't heard a lot of Josh chattering about how great the Celtics are in a while. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Thursday's show is going to be I'm, – I'm very intrigued already about Thursday's show. I mean, if if, if if the Warriors win tonight, Josh is going to be going into that show down 2-3. That's He's going to be amped. That's going to be a, a fun one. 
So we will be back on Thursday to preview game six, recap game five. In the meantime, head over to Twitter. Give us a follow at BetUSTV. You can also find Chris, Alex, and I there as well. And we will see you in a couple days. Enjoy game five tonight.